is a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Everybody down like this. 
don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not worried. Well, good evening, everyone. I hope everybody has had a wonderful, blessed day. Um, it's been, it started off really kind of bad here because we had rain last night and the cold weather moved in. Our lovely Texan friends sent us some of those storms, although it wasn't nowhere near what they had. Uh, it did rain some and, and now it's gone. So that's a good thing. Um, tonight's episode, episode, what are we on now? Six, guys. Episode six. Hallelujah. And thankfully, a wonderful, wonderful blessing came to me from God. And so I am able to now be able to have all of them published and uploaded without Podbean giving me a snidey comment saying I can't upload because I've used too much. So I'm very happy for that and very thankful for that wonderful blessing. I won't name names because they didn't want me, they didn't want them to have the credit. They wanted the credit to go to God. And that's who it really went to. It was amazing. Um, me and someone were praying together and within an hour it was um, answered. My Our prayers were answered and I was just so thankful for that blessing. And so I was just thankful and I just wanted to let everybody know that the show will go on because obviously this person has enough faith in me and God has enough faith in me that he's wanting me to do something. So that's what I'm doing. I'm here doing something. Um, and yes, Tim, Father is so, so good. Tonight's episode is The Called. And it's 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 going to be about, you know, what it means to be called by the Lord and to be the remnant. And I think it's just a good time for us to kind of regroup on our thoughts and just kind of take a moment to to look at what all we've been given instead of look at all, you know, what all's been taken away, but what all has he given us and what all have we given back to him? And so that's what we're going to go over. And I'm going to go ahead and dive into that real quick. I am finally figuring out how to chat and talk. So I am learning new things, guys. I haven't got to be able to do my music yet. I'm working on that part. So we're still on the the old music but we'll get there one baby step at a time so guys what does it mean and I, i'm going to allow call-ins because i want this to be open inviting and at the end before i do publish this episode if anybody does not want you know their voice on there or not then that's fine we won't publish this one and those that missed it they just missed it but I think it's kind of important when we get to the towards the end or so that y'all kind of y'all will see why. And I think just sharing each other's stories with one another will be, you know, a great thing. So anyone that wants to call in, please feel free to. I can say from experience that it does work better if you have headphones in. Um, I think everybody else can hear you better that way. So if you do call in, if you have um, headphones, then definitely use those. If not, then that's okay. You know what? We can turn the volume up and we'll do what we can do. But I'd love if anybody wants to, you know, call in that you can. So feel free. And like I said, if we do have call-ins, 
um, before it's over, before the show's over, then we'll all as a group um, bring it together and make sure everybody's okay with it being posted before I post it because I do want to respect everyone's privacy. Uh, we're all family here, but that doesn't mean, you know, that family's going to be listening later. You know, we've got a lot of trolls and stuff. I, fortunately, I'm, I don't have enough followers to have to really worry about trolls so much, and I like that, but so what does it mean to be called by the Lord? You know, that's, that's a question that many people have asked and, and just kind of wonder and ponder. And to me, to be called by God is to be chosen by God for a certain purpose. When we are, when we answer and we're aware of that and we surrender our, I don't know, our control of the control that we think we have because we don't have the control. But a lot of times we think we have control of our lives. But when we are aware and we surrender that to God, that's when we can live out his purpose. And it's it's stated in Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5, and Isaiah 49, 1, and Galatians 1, 15. And I will have these written up and put it in knickknacks on Telegram. So that way you guys don't have to worry about, you know, oh, my gosh, I missed that. I got to take that note. You know, you could just go ahead and, and listen, enjoy, and that will post all of it later on. The link for knickknacks I'm posting right now, um, it's it's really easy. It's on Telegram. It's Nikki's, N-I-K-K-I-S, Knacks, N-A-K-S. And so I'll put all of these uh, scripture verses that we're going to be using in there. Those of us who were redeemed by the blood of Jesus are called to show the world that his mercy, grace, and salvation. We're supposed to show them by our example. We're supposed to show them how you are to live. And even, you know, as 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says that, you know, we are to be imitators of Christ. So we have to be able, if we don't know how Christ was, then how can we imitate him properly? How can we be able to go through and help others if we're not ourselves walking that walk? And now I'm not saying that you're never going to have a mistake because we all do. I myself, I make mistakes. I, I have times where I say cuss words, times where Sometimes I just get really angry and say exactly what I feel, even though that's not what God wants us to do. Even like today, when I opened up my Bible to start tonight, um, it went to Luke. And I thought it was very ironic that it went to Luke. And so I'm going to read the passage that it went to because it was kind of interesting how it how it just I opened it up to that. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. It was um, where Luke was talking about, you know, if somebody does you wrong, then, you know, you you are to repent and tell or not repent. You tell them how they have sinned, but you can't just do it with one person. You have to have more than one person because, you know, it, it, it's that part of the witness and the witness thing. So you have to have more than one person and you go to them and you tell them that, hey, this is how you sinned. And they are to repent. Well, if they don't repent, then you keep going back and back and back until they do. And, and you continue. Even if they don't, you still continue to do that. So I thought that was very, you know, 
very important to follow and it's very good advice. I actually can't read it because now I can't find it. I guess it was just meant for me at that moment and not everyone else. Um, I want to touch a little bit also about how we use this calling and and what spiritual gifts are. First uh, Corinthians 12 as well as Ephesians 4, 11 through 12, and Romans 12, 6 through 8. I'll go over these these different gifts. So some of them will repeat, like prophesy, prophe, prophesying. Sorry about that. Prophesying is actually mentioned in all three. It's mi- mentioned in Ephesians 4. It's mentioned in Romans 12. And it's also mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12. In Ephesians, I'll go down that list that I have here, the apostles, that's a gift, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. In Romans 6 through 8, it talks about serving, prophecy also, teaching, and being leaders. And then in 1 Corinthians 12, I thought I had this chatting and talking thing down, but I don't. (laughs) Tam, be careful. I should have just said it. Tam, be careful um, driving. Thank you for for popping in, and I love you so much, honey. Um, yeah, see? See, I'm not – you give me too much credit earlier, and then it's like, there it went. Brain fart. Maybe I need to eat another peanut butter cup. That might help. Um, on 1 Corinthians 12, it goes over much, much more detail on it about healing, prophecy, the affecting of miracles, wisdom, knowledge, faith, distinguishing of spirits. And I'm not quite sure on that one. So if anybody can kind of explain the distinguishing of spirits and what that is talking about, if it's more of like being a pastor and like the good and bad spirits or what, I would appreciate that. Um, also on on those two, it says various tongues and interpretation of tongues. And I think that means like people that can read the Bible and kind of translate the Bible to help. I think that's part of what that is. So that's just what I gathered. And I'm going to go ahead and read um, from Isaiah for a moment. It's going to be Isaiah 1 through 9. And the really particular part here is verse 9, but we have to get to that to kind of make it all make sense. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, concerning Judah and Jerusalem, which he saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Listen, O heavens, and hear, O earth, for the Lord speaks, son, sons, I have reared and brought up, but they have revolted against me. An ox knows its owner, and a donkey its master's manager, that Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Alas, sinful nation, people weighed down with inequity, offspring of evildoers, sons who act corruptly. They have abandoned the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away from him. Where will you be stricken again as you continue in your rebellion? The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint from the sole of the foot even to the head there's nothing but sound in it only bruises welts and raw wounds 
not pressed out or bandaged, nor softened with oil. Your land is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your fields, strangers are devouring them in your presence. It's desolation as overthrown by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is left like a shelter in the vineyard, like a watchman's hut in a cumber, cucumber field, like a besieged city. Now, this is the verse that I like really, really good here is that unless the Lord of hosts had left us a few survivors, we would be like Sodom. We would be like Gomorrah. That's that remnant, guys. That's who we are. And if you look in Webster's Dictionary, the definition of remnant is a small part, member, or trace remaining. And so in this case, it's where God is telling us we are his His remnant. He is the one that left us, you know, left people here that were still good, that we're going to continue to preach and spread the gospel and and keep to his way and keep to his promise. So I really, I, I enjoy that so much because, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, they were destroyed completely because of the sins that had encompassed them. But because the scripture reads a very small remnant, the faithful remnant, Israel was spared. That result really illustrates the power of the remnant and the nation and a nation spared because of the remnant. And. It's important to note that that principle, it doesn't only apply to Israel because the sacrifice of Jesus as our redeemer, we can all be part of God's remnant. Even the scripture tells us in Romans eleven five, And I've got that here because I wanted to make sure to read that to you guys. Those of y'all that have joined my Bible study know that I do have a lot of scriptural reading. And I'm, I tried to stay really straightforward with the scriptures because as a female, I don't want to ever say or lead someone incorrectly because that's just, you know, we're not to take from his word or add to it. We are to present it exactly as is. And in Romans 11, we're going to do 11.5. In the same way, then, there has also come to be at the present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice. That, I think, is, is powerful, you know, his gracious choice. And it was also by, by the grace of God that we were allowed to be saved. We we're able to be forgiven of our sins, to be, to be wiped clean and made fresh as, like, white as snow, you know. So it's very important that, you know, we can keep that remnant and whole and intact. Also, Romans eleven twenty nine, the gifts that God gives us, it says, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So, I mean, you can't take that away. Nobody can take that away. Not evil, not anything. And I know I've been asked before, well, you know, what if, if like with Satan, does God allow Satan to tempt you, especially like in the book of, of um, Job, you know? In that, you know, it wasn't God allowing Satan to tip because God doesn't tempt us at all. But God will allow Satan to have reign on the earth. Satan can do. But that's what it's important for us to know. And that's part of that armor is to know that God will never uh, tempt you. He may test you, but he will not tempt you. Romans 12, 9. 
Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and curse not. So that's saying, you know, just like how we're supposed to be praying for even those that are doing us wrong, those that are lost or even you know even the ones like oh fancy nancy pelosi up there you know we're still supposed to pray for them not curse them you know i mean we know what they're doing is wrong and that's where i kind of have issues myself is that how do you how do you want them i mean how can you want them to be blessed when they're doing such horrible evil things but I, I see it as if we are asking for them to be blessed and for them to to repent, you know, that alone in itself. And there's this part of scripture, I can't recall it right now, but there's part of scripture like that says that when here, I think it's right here. Okay, I'm going to read just a little bit further in, so that way I can, I think this is maybe where I read it. Bless those who persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink, for in doing so, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I, I absolutely love that. Yes, heaping coals. No, heap burning coals. So by, by you know, giving them food, and especially if they know that they are your enemy, and you're still treating them good and with kindness, and, and instead of persecuting them and hating them and having this, this rage that, you know, by doing that, by praying for them and feeding them, their mind is literally going to not really explode, but their mind is just going to be like, what's going on? You know, burning coals is like praying for God's presence surrounding them. I like that. And Jeff, yes, it is a hard thing to do in the flesh, man. Um, especially when you've seen all of the things happen over and over again, like with Nancy Pelosi, for example. We see all of that and where they're sending all this money to Ukraine and they didn't even want to put $5 million into a border wall to protect not only keeping immigrants, illegal immigrants out and from coming in, but you know, there's people that live in border states that have been kidnapped. They've been raped. They've been murdered. You know, that's protecting our own walls. Yet we're sending 
I've even lost count of the billions of dollars. I know it's in the triple digits now, but they've sent billions and billions and billions over there. And it's, you know, we are to help ourselves before we can help others. Kind of like put your own oxygen mask on and then you can help somebody else with theirs. Or like you have to know Christ as your Lord and Savior before you can go disciple to others. And that's why the baptism is important, because that's what Jesus did when he started his discipleship. The very first thing before he started discipling to others was that he was baptized in the water. That's something that's important. You know, we have to we're born in this life from our mothers and we have to be reborn in the spirit. We're born in the world, but we're not born in the spirit. And that's why we have to be reborn and why baptism is important and why finding Christ is also important. Because if we're not reborn in Christ, how can we go help anybody else try to seek and find him? We have no nobody to witness with us. Um, and that's why, you know, God created Adam. And Eve, because he, uh, Adam needed a witness to his life where two or more are gathered there. He's going to be. So having those two together and, and praying and whatever they were doing at the time, I am, I'm putting my own thoughts into this here and saying that they were praying. Um, I hope they were, they might not even known how to pray at that time, but it did start a chain of events to where down the line, you know, others started praying and they were speaking to God. God was speaking to them. And so it's important that, you know, because we are born of the flesh when we're first born as babies, but we have to be born of the Holy Spirit as well. And I just, you know, that's, that's so important. And it's very hard and tough to be able to say, well, I can forgive you. I can, I can let this go. When it's not so easy, it's not, it's because we are of this world or in this world, we have to get rid of that material side of us that says, okay, well, I want this and this is how it's supposed to be because that's not necessarily how it's going to be. And our ancestors, our forefathers here in the United States, before they went to battle with Britain, and England and the crown during the American Revolution, they spent a very long time in the book of Romans. So if you've not read Romans, I definitely suggest you to read it. It's a very great book. Um, Romans 8.29, for for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And whom he predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? And I mean, that right there, that's life words there. You know, that's, that's, if we believe and, and we have that faith, then, there's nothing that evil can do to us because God is always going to find a way to make that good. It doesn't matter how horrible of a situation it may be, how bad or any of that. If 
God is for us, there's nothing that anyone can do to, to stop him, to be against him. And so that's why the sacrifice of Jesus is our redeemer. And so we can all become part of God's remnant is so important. You know, even so then at this present time, also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And just like it was in Elijah's and Isaiah's day, it was so in Paul's day as well. In spite of the widespread apostasy, a faithful remnant among the Jews remained chosen by faith. That remnant chosen by God succeeded in obtaining righteousness through faith in the Lord. So, I mean, it's, it's faith is, is the biggest thing there, but it, it's, it's just very important, you know, and us too, the Gentiles, you know, we can obtain righteousness and be part of God's remnant as well through faith in Jesus, just like Ephesians 1, 4 through 6, you know, and I'm going to read the NIV version here for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given to us, given us in the one he loves. So, you know, therefore today, because of that, those who are part of God's remnant are individuals who understand we're saved by grace, not by works. There's nothing that we can do any work or deed or anything that we can do, but by that grace that we're saved. We can't abide by the false teachings, you know, that say, oh, well, you you can perform good works and go to heaven. If you bake enough cookies and go to enough sales, well, you can get to heaven. No, you can't do that. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Those who are part of God's remnant are those who serve God and not just the church of their God. Those who are part of God's remnant acknowledge God in all their ways, even when their actions don't always please God. Those are the individuals who always confess their sins to God and believe that he's always faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us, excuse me, cleanse us from all the unrighteousness. So, you know, even when we do sin, we realize that we're still part of God's remnant because we know that he's going to forgive us. We know, you know, especially if it's in our heart. Now, if you go and and it's not in your heart, when you seek that forgiveness, it's not going to matter because God knows your heart more than you know your heart. That's why, like with prayers, God wants to give you all of these blessings. You just have to call out and ask it of him and he will give it. A lot of us, I was listening to um, Jennifer Renee's show, Echoes, from yesterday. If y'all have not listened to it, the whole day was great. So is today. But she was talking about if someone does you wrong, what do you do first? Do you, A, pick up the phone and start with the phone tree and call, you know, 10 people and tell them about the wrong that was done to you? Or do you pick up the phone and call one trusted person? Nowadays, it's like pick up and text. But in some of us, it's like pick up a telegram. And I'm guilty of this. I'll be the very first one to say I have been guilty of all three of these. The third one she spoke of was, do you go to father first? And that's one that I have just recently learned. Instead of getting mad and picking up the phone 
and texting or calling and saying, oh, I'm so mad about this person. Can you believe blah, 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 did da, 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 and, and said this and the nerve of him to or her to say and do that. Oh, my goodness. I am so appalled. This is horrible. What can we do to make it stop? You know? So, yeah, that's not the right thing to do. And then I went to the the one trusted person kind of thing. And though I still do that, I'm, I'm working on that to go to father first because I, I'm trying to get out of the habit of as a talker. I, I do, you know, when somebody tells me something of importance, I keep that faith or that trust. I don't break that. But in my own case, I, I tend to definitely um, speak how I'm feeling a little bit more and shouldn't. And I should tell that to father. And, and I've started doing that. And I actually had an instance today where I got to put that to practice. You know, my mother was calling me, asking me about my cousin and his wife and some things that were going on with them and their family and was like, Oh, so do you think this is right? And I said, mom, I'm, I'm not getting in this. And she said, why? And I said, well, don't get offended. And you know, sometimes with moms, we have to start. Don't be mad. Especially, you know, when sometimes if, especially if we're hurting, our tone of voice can be a little bit harsher than we mean it to. And it's not the person. It's just how our words come out. So I wanted to make sure that she knew I wasn't mad at her, but, you know, I told her, I said, God doesn't want us to do that. That's kind of gossiping, and God isn't proud of us when we do that. That's not Christian-like, and that's not what we should do. Now, that part of, of learning was a lot easier to me to learn because I was already, you know, I, I, I've got my armor on, and I heard it on Brothers in a Bible the other day. I think it was last Saturday, the Saturday before maybe, um, Duncan and Jeff and Conley and MSM Liars was on and we're talking about how, um, sorry, I got distracted here. They were talking about how, you know, we, we really need to seek him first and go to him and not so, so much worry about what everyone else thinks or says or does because it's not you know, we don't have to answer for them and they don't have to answer for us. It's all of us together that, you know, each one of us have to go to father our own self. We have to answer when we go to heaven, we have that file cabinet that's going to open up. Some of them, it's going to be like an accordion goes smack. That's probably going to be mine. It's going to be the accordion that when he opens it up, it's going to slap me right in the face and then go, woo. Um, but you know, that they, they don't have to account for our sins. They don't have to attest for our sins. But it's very important that we actually take that away from the evil because that's evil trying to put those bad thoughts and intentions and words into our mouth and our minds. It's not Christ. And so we have to think kind of like I had said before on the what did Jesus do? What would Jesus do episode is what what would Jesus do in that case? And Jesus, even when he knew Ju Judas Iscariot was going to betray him, he still broke bread with him. He still let him follow him as a disciple, even down to the day that, you know, when they crucified him. I believe that he said he forgave him, you know, and that's 
huge, in my opinion, you know, to be able to still maintain that dignity that he had and just that very simple servitude. You know, Jesus gave us that perfect example of how we're to walk as Christians and how we are to lead others as Christians. And so, you know, it's people are going to come and go that are going to make us mad, things that are going to make us mad. But as the remnant, we have to forgive and we have to be able to to go and continue to still, you know, maybe we don't have to be buddy buddy with that person, but we don't have to go and and talk about them to someone else. We don't have to go and say, well, they did this and that. And, you know, we we pray for them. Just like we would pray, not saying they would be our enemies, but just like we pray for our enemies, we have to pray for them. So that way, you know, hopefully Father will work in, in their life because it's not us. It's not by our, our works. Just like people aren't saved because of us. You know, no matter what we preach to them or try to tell them and try to teach them, it's nothing to do with what we do. It's all to do with what he does by by Christ. And through Christ, if we pray, like if there's someone in your family or that, you know, that's not saved, that you want them to be saved and you want them to know Jesus, you could talk to them and you can work with them and try to help lead and guide them. But ultimately, I think the biggest thing that you could do and the best thing, and this is just my opinion here, I'm, you know, I'm just I'm just a fellow Christian like the rest of you. And like I said, if anyone wants to call in. And, you know, kind of give some testimony or something of how they felt their spiritual gifts. Um, that'd be great. So that's open. Just wanted to reiterate that for those that have just joined in. But we have to be able, you know, to, to walk that walk and talk that talk and, and also lead. And, and praying is the biggest thing that we can do because that's what he wants us to do anyway. That's what he asks for. So we have to be able to pray and ask Father to open their eyes, open their ears, open their heart to be able to receive that love, that promise, that gift that Christ wants us to do. I like that, Jody. Um, just. You were just. And that is to be of the Spirit and the Lord. That's awesome. You know, members of God's remnant. And I say remnant. It's not remnant. Remnants. Sorry. Are those who are blessed beyond any measure in spite of their failures and weaknesses. They're blessed because they are pleasing to God because of their faith. The scripture says that. It, it states it clearly that it's impossible to please God without faith. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And that's a big thing. You know, I've gone through so many different trials and tribulations throughout my life. Uh, just like I was talking the other night on Monday night's episode. You know, I've, I was vaccine injured. And even before that, you know, my that was probably one of the least of the worst problems. You know, we all have many different things that have happened in our past. But I don't see that as. God punishing me. And a lot of people will see, well, if something's going wrong or poorly in their life, they think it's something because of something they've done and that God is punishing him. 
that's because they haven't repented for that sin or they don't truly have that faith that they know that Christ will forgive them. Every sin that we have done, you know, I believe that we are supposed to repent for. And it is right. It's the devil's deception trying to make us think that because, you know, God's not going to do that. He loves us. He loves us so much. He sent his only son down to die for us, for our sins, because he saw that man just was not. And I don't mean this as, you know, a man with a wang, but men in general, like women and men. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry, I got a frog in my throat on that one. But it's men and women together. But God saw that we're always going to be tempted by Satan because Satan wants to take those of us that are closer to God because he's not worried about the heroin addict that is out there sinning every day that doesn't believe in God or is an atheist. That's not the ones that that Christ, I mean, that Satan is going after because he knows he's got that soul. It's the ones that are trying to get closest to God closest to Christ, stay in those scriptures. And that's why it's important to stay in those scriptures, because when you start doing that, and I think it was uh, Jeff that had said it on Kilted Christian or Brothers in a Bible when I did like this marathon of shows the other day. So I kind of got mixed up on which episodes were which and which day's episode it was. But, you know, God's not going to do that to us. It's, it's Satan. And God knows that he is going to keep trying to to punish us. Just like God goes after, like with Paul, you know, when Paul was Saul, he was out there killing people, murdering Christians. And then lo and behold, here we come, you know, it didn't take too long. God worked in his life and bam, he become one of the best apostles there was, in my opinion. And he, he uses what most and some, I don't say most, but some Christians would think would be the most unlikely to be used. He will use the drug addicts. And I mean, that person that's out there doing heroin, that's the ones we need to go find. I mean, I'm not saying go get, yeah, especially if you live near Portland, don't go up to on the street without being armed and say, oh, can I save you? Can I pray for, pray for him? You know, at a distance, maybe. Um, Don't go getting yourself in no no trouble or get killed. You know, it's not worth that. But those are the ones that we should be seeking out to to save and and to help get them to Christ, because those are the ones that you would be amazed at how. How much you can impact their life, and even if you don't at that moment, you don't know what God's going to do in their hearts later. You know, it's like. We, we pray for things and we expect to see because we've become a, a society of convenience and consumerism that we want that instant gratification. Just like with the, um, the, um, like scratch off tickets, the instant lottery tickets versus like Powerball. You know, I don't like the Powerball and I actually bought one of the tickets the other day and I haven't even checked the numbers yet because I forgot about it. I like to do the scratch off tickets because I want to know right then and there, is it defective or is it a winner? You know? And so I just go ahead and get the scratch off one. So that way I can find out then, is it a winner or is it defective? And that's the thing that we've got to get out of uh, is that, that instant wanting to see those results. 
Yeah, that's what I call them is defective. If they don't, if they're not winners, they're defective tickets. Although the stores will not exchange for defective tickets, I found out. Just like the bill collectors won't, you know, you could call them and say, hey, well, you know, I just don't have it right now. Just leave it on, okay? Yeah, no, they don't do that. But we've got to get out there and get outside of our comfort zone a little. You know, please don't go out in the hood and, and go near Antifa. But you've got neighbors. Every All of us have neighbors. It doesn't matter if you're on 500 acres. You've got a neighbor somewhere. On one side of you, somewhere. And if you don't, well, I guarantee you, you got to go to town. So in town, you're going to see somebody. And you could pray over that person and, you know, ask them if they want a prayer. You know, it could be somebody at the grocery store lying. If you're just sitting there waiting, ask them, can I pray for you? And if they look at you crazy and I'm like, no, then pray for them anyway. But just don't touch them. <laughs> Pray for them when you get out to your car. That person that was, you know, in front of me in the store that wouldn't let me pray for them. Father God, can you, you know, come into their life and meet their needs and bless them whatever they need? Because that stuff, that makes a big difference. We may not see the results of that, especially if it's something like that. You're not going to see it, but we don't have to see it. That's that wanting to see the results. That's our own selfish vanity there. You know, I mean. Or at least that's my my take on it is that is our own wanting to, you know, self-glorify. And that's not why you go out and do it. You don't do it for your own grace or your own, oh, they, you know, I got this because, uh, you know, it's not how that works. Just like when you give a gift, you don't give a gift because it's something that, you know, you're wanting to get the biggest things. And so you go out and buy the biggest, flashiest present so that way. You could be seen as the one that cares the most. I'm sorry, but the person that, I mean, this is just an example. This hasn't ever happened. But if somebody goes out and spends $500 on a gift and I have someone else that spends nothing on a gift, but their time and makes it, you know, from their their imagination, their creativity, I would much rather have that personalized gift than that $500 flashy whatever, you know, because I know that it's, you could just go spend the money and get something and put no thought into it. But when you go and make someone something, you put time in it. You put effort into it. And I I know it can't just be the southerness of me because I know all of y'all could tell I've, I'm definitely from the south by my accent. But I know that it's it's more than just being southern roots. I think that's a, a Jesus thing. You know, Jesus puts it on our heart because we want to do something for somebody and we want to please them. And we, it's not because we want anything in return, but because we just like the satisfaction of, of being good people, you know, quote good, but it's, it's because that we feel like we just want to, maybe it's something they need. And we're like, okay, well, I can, I have this, I can send you this. Yeah, it could it could be something that you have at your home that you don't use anymore. It could be something. I mean, even if you do go out and buy them something, if they ask specifically for that thing, but it's not that you want anything in return from that. You know, you do it because of the love, because you want it. And like Jody said, gifts of the heart last a lifetime. They do, and and just 
Belladonna, thank you. Loving people just because that's how we should be. Because Christ loved us so much, why can't we love others? And I tell you, the true test is going to be when I can actually go make someone something, um, uh, a, a gift or whatever, make them something, and it's actually somebody that is an enemy, and go gift that to them. That's going to be when I know that, you know, Christ has really, really brought me to a new place. Angie is a giver, huge giver. She sent me this wonderful package um, the other day with soaps and salves and the sweetest, sweetest um, angel ornament that she homemade. And I love it. As a matter of fact, I have not used the soap yet because I don't want to mess it up, but I'm going to. I promise I will. I just, you know, I'm, I'm sentimental on things like that. So I really don't want to, you know, it's like, uh, do I use it? But I, I will. I promise I will. <laughs> Thanks, right? There's more yes, you know. So it's just things like that, that it's those small things that I, <laughs> I'll use it. I promise I'll use it tonight. And I'll keep the other two bars put up for a long time because I'm just, that's, that's how I am, you know, and, and that's how I think Jesus wants us to be. That's how he intended for us to be. But we never really understood what was being done. And, you know, now we have the Bible. So we are more, I think we're held to a higher standard than those in the past were. And it's kind of amazing that even though we're held to a higher standard by Jesus, he He lightened the load for us. You know, there's there's two things that he asked of us. And that was it. Two things. Two commandments. That's all he gave us. And, I mean, it's not that hard. Have no other God before him. And to love thy neighbor as thyself. It's definitely not the exact words, but that's the gist of it. Those are the two commandments. So, it's kind of like the do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Well, you've got to be, even if they're, even if they're bad, even if they're, they're making bad decisions, making bad choices, we still have to, you know, be able to love them through that and be able to forgive them. There's different types of love. There's the agape love, which is like the brotherly love. There is a, and this is the love that, you know, most of us have for our family is that unconditional love, like for our children and our parents and, you know, our immediate family members, Jesus, our father in heaven, God, you know, that's unconditional love. That's the love that you would give your life for that person. Well, that's how Christ wants us to be. He wants us to love like that. And some people may say, that's not right. That's not how how you're supposed to do because Jesus flipped tables. Yes, yes, tables were flipped. But Matthew Matthew twenty nineteen, honor your mother honor your father and your and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, so it's it's like that's it, you know. Don't if your mom and your dad are, are not good people, well, don't say bad things about them. Find something good you can say. You know, my parents weren't always great. You know, I was raised by my grandparents most of my life. 
um, because they made stupid choices, but I still love them. And for a while, it was very hard. And it was actually Pastor Tony Wood at uh, Mission Baptist Church. I was listening to um, one of the sermons, and it was talking about if you don't have anything nice or or they make you mad. And it was going over um, over this and I think Ephesians as well. But it was just kind of talking about how, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, well, find something they did good. And so when anybody asks you about your mother or your father, you can tell them that, well, my mom was a wonderful biscuit maker. Me? No. Nope. I can't. I, I can't make biscuits. I've tried. They're getting better. Um, thankfully, I've tried different recipes and, and they're starting getting there. But, you know, it, it takes a while to to get to that. But once you do, it's freeing. It, it's It's like all of those chains that you may have had that held you down, that were chains by, by Satan, by evil, you break those chains and you're free to live the life that Christ meant for you, that God meant for you, the way he meant you to live it. It's not that anyone is better than anybody else, but it's that we're able to, to know that even though they did wrong, that's not on us. That's on them, you know, and, and people are always going to do wrong. Life's not fair. And, you know, if you ever need a good reminder of how fair it's not, go read the book of Job. You know, that's, that's a good one, you know, and Job still never lost that faith. He, he, he never questioned God. He just continued on, you know, so that's what we have to do as the, the ones that are called by the Lord as the remnant. That's what we have to do. We have to go and lead by Christ's example. He give us the perfect example. And it may be a small step. Maybe there's something bad that you're doing that, you know, and you've been feeling it on your heart for a little while. I shouldn't do this. God doesn't want me to do this. I don't know why I keep doing this. Well, pray and, and seek Father for that. And then maybe, you know, try to stop doing that one thing with small little steps. He's going to get you where you need to be. He wants to get you there, but you have to first seek him to be able to do that. You have to first ask him for that help. You know, and... I'm going to go into Revelation 12:17 about the end time on the remnant here. Just one second. I didn't have that page marked. Sorry. So we're going to Revelation 12:17, and this is NASB 1977. Probably hear my pages flipping, huh? And the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. You know, so, I mean, the book of Revelation, it's full of symbolic prophetic imagery. It uses symbolism to represent literal events. In Revelation, Satan is depicted as a furious dragon, while God's church and his people, the remnant, 
are denoted by a woman that the dragon hunts to make war with to destroy. Those people that are part of this remnant, like us, all of us here, where are that remnant? We're recognizable by how we choose to obey God's commandments at all costs, pledging our allegiance to Christ and turning away from the sin. You know, so just like when there were people talk all the time about the mark and accepting the mark and. And, you know, well, are we going to know when we accept the mark? Yes, you're going to know. You're going to know. You're not going to unwillingly take the mark. And with today's, you know, with the church, how the church. And the remnant is relative, you know, the church serves as God's chosen people. But I tell you what, you know, a lot of the doors, and I was so glad to see one of our members today on Christ followers had posted about how their church, you know, didn't close when COVID hit. That was amazing. There were several that did not close and every single one of them, I was so proud of them. You know, even if they just did parking lot services, because, you know, some people had the cops come and lock their church doors. And put chains on them so where they couldn't. Well, they still didn't keep the people out. But we don't need that building, although it is wonderful to have that building to worship in. We don't have to have that building. That building is a, uh, is another symbol. The church are us who are gathered, like right now, we're the church. It's those that, you know, if you got two or more people, that's, that's, that is the church. So if it's just you and your spouse... You and a sister, you and a brother, you and a daughter, you and a son. That's church. Yes, Insidious, we're having church right here. This is church. We are the church. We are the bride of Christ. So you don't have to have a physical building. And I want to go ahead and invite any of you that would like to on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. I am actually going to move it here to Podbean on this channel. We have been on Telegram, but, and I will give y'all that link, but I am going to move it over here so that way we can um, be able to have everybody together. And I'm still going to do the call-ins, you know, so we can still, you know, we can have all of us. I think I've got seven. It shows up here. So usually our Bible studies don't have more than seven at a time, but. If you don't get to catch it, then you can come back and listen later. But that way that we can reach more people in case people aren't on Telegram. I know a lot of people got worried because there was a lot of different things going on. Telegram's not safe. This isn't safe. Well, you know, when you're on the Internet in general, you're putting your stuff out there anyway. So I don't I don't look at that as anything to worry about because. If we have faith in Christ, then there's nothing to fear. Because if God is with us, who can be against us? So no matter what they try to do, they can't stop his remnant. They're not going to stop us. They're not going to keep us from worshiping. They can't. Until they put a gun and a bullet in my head or the last breath comes out of my lungs, I'm going to worship our father. I'm going to spread his word because that's what he wants us to do. That's what we are called to do as the remnant. So we have to do this. We have to, you know, be that small little group that still remains. The ones that still show how others can still find and follow Jesus. Because there's more now that need Christ now more than they ever did before. 
there's such a, a large hole in many people's lives that, you know, we've got spread that message of the importance of keeping the commandments of God and having the testimony of Jesus. You know, it doesn't matter what denomination you're, you are at all. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you worship, how you worship. To me, what matters is that you're worshiping Christ and that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. That's all that I, you know, I care about. That's, it doesn't matter to me because I don't have to answer for who you're worshiping. I have to answer for who I'm worshiping. And I feel in my heart, Jesus Christ, as a Christian, that's, that's my, you know, that's who I worship. Now, I'm not going to be going up to a whole bunch of Hindus and get hoodooed again. I got hoodooed by some Hindus on some chickens. I'm not doing that again. That taught me my lesson on that. But, you know, we, we've got to get out there and, um, and help others be able to find God and find Christ. And if we're the ones leading them and we know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, then we're going to be leading them to the right person anyway. Uh, Tam, the, the Hindu that hoodooed me, come down and this was back during um right before the day of atonement she wanted to buy some chickens and she'd come over when i had uh sister sarah here and my cousin here and they were trying to buy chickens then and it was on a sunday and my husband went out and told them no we're, we had family and so we weren't selling any chickens well the next day they come up and they kept trying to, you know, negotiate the price with me, and I, I was giving them a fair price. I was giving them two two hens, because that's what they were wanting, were two hens. And I was pricing them at $20 a piece, which is not bad, because these are seven-month-old hens. And they actually were Morans. So I don't know if y'all know about chickens and Morans, but, you know, they were like $13 something like that each as chicks. And I don't know if anybody's seen the cost of feed, but I know y'all know the cost of groceries and gases went up. So the cost of feed has to. And, you know, I spent seven months raising these chickens. So I was going to ask for for $20 for each one of them, $40 for total. Well, the lady, and I thought it it was God trying to say, okay, you know, at that time I was really into thinking about the trade barter system and not doing money. So hoodoo just means swindled. I was swindled or ripped off or whatever. I just thought it was, I I like to say hoodooed by Hindu because it kind of goes together. um, Anita, but so she, I had her, the chickens had them in a box and they even used their, their child you know, to, to sway me out of selling them because I knew that they wanted it to kill. And the birds that I have, I don't have meat birds. I have some dual purpose, but they're my layers. And so I got her the chickens and I'm holding them in a box. And so I was like, okay, you know, I was waiting for her to give me the money. And instead she asked me, she said, you see this? And it was a bracelet she had on her arm and it was a nice looking bracelet, a little small gold bracelet. And she asked if I wanted to swap the chickens for the bracelet. And I thought, you know, this was a silly thing that I did. But I thought, oh, well, maybe God's trying to help me implement my whole trade barter system. And I was like, you know, I can turn around and do something with this gold. I wasn't going to sell the gold. But I was like, you know, later on, gold may be valuable. And I wasn't trying to rip her off either. That's just what she had offered. And so I was like, okay, well, 
ladies, I'm sure you may know, if you don't know, you're going to learn something new now. Fellas, if, if you're not, you know, if you don't know, you listen up because this is a good way to test um, precious metals. Gold, if you are wearing makeup and you take gold on your face, if it leaves a black mark, it's real. If it does not, it's fake. So I go inside. I didn't have makeup on because I stopped wearing makeup for a while now. I just quit wearing it. I don't need the makeup. I don't want to. Um, I don't. God made me this way, so I'm not hiding who he made. Plus, I don't get out and go anywhere anyhow. So I was just like, mm, that's fine. And so I, I go inside. I put on some makeup, and I do the test. Well, guess what? No black marks. I put some makeup on the other side and I put a different type on. You know, I, I was the person that had a whole lot of makeup. I could probably be one of the Hollywood makeup artists with all of it that I got because I just, I, I would get um, the FabFitFun boxes and Ipsy and all kinds of, you know, other makeups. Plus I just, I would go to um, Ulta and especially at Christmas when they do their sales and stock up and just love makeup. Well, I, I put on a different type on the other side of my cheek and let it dry a little bit, tried it again. And then, you know, no black mark again. And I was just like, oh, man, my husband pulls up and I know no more Ulta. Uh, my husband pulls up, him and his buddy, because at the time his my husband's truck was messed up. And so his friend had brought him home from work. And I was like, guess what? Because they see me, you know, kind of frazzled and like trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm like, I just got hoodooed by Hindu, you know? And it was like, wow, <laughs> it wasn't really God. It was, you know, and I should have just stuck with the money and said, yeah, I'll, I'll just take the money. But it was a good lesson learned, you know, about things and about how sometimes we may see something that we think that God's trying to give us as a gift, but it's really not, you know? So that's where it comes back to, you know, just following our gut and, and following what we knew. No, because I should have actually followed my gut that told me just to go ahead and take the money from her and not try to worry about, oh, well, I can just take the gold because the gold it was not even real gold. So it was like it was a lesson learned. And thankfully, you know, I haven't seen them back again. It's kind of ironic, but that's a good story for today. So I taught you about the the. Hindus and makeup and testing gold and the remnant and if you're looking for spiritual gifts and how to discover your spiritual gifts, I suggest that you read First Corinthians twelve, Ephesians four eleven through twelve, and Romans twelve six through eight. How do you do the Hindu hoodoo visual? Um, I don't know. I guess it was just a, a look on my face. <laughs> my face is very expressive. So, um, it was, it was kind of funny. Oh, not visual voodoo. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get into all of that. Don't want to get into all of that. I know that God is going to take care of that down the road and he'll still, you know, he's blessed me beyond measure. So, it was more of a lesson, you know, and, and help, you know, helped me kind of refocus where I should have been at and, and think about that kind of thing and just kind of guide. Um, Anita, I'm going to put the verses in knickknacks on Telegram. 
So that way you've got that fight back. Yeah, well, you know, I've I've got I started selling some eggs and I sold three dozen eggs today. And I think from what I was looking at y'all's prices, I think I may have like went way too low because I only sold them for four dollars a dozen. And y'all are saying like five to eight and, and six and I haven't bought eggs in so long. I don't even know what they go for, but I don't. You know, I never want to, I don't want to take advantage of anyone and I'm not doing the work. So I am doing the work into the birds and the money for feed and the time, but the chicken's the one producing that egg, not me. So it's like, well, I do need to, you know, I want to make my money back off of, you know, for the feed and stuff to kind of offset that. But I'm not worried about really, you know, I'm, that's not my business. You know, I'm not trying to get rich. I enjoy my chickens. I, I thoroughly enjoy my chickens, and I like the comfort of knowing that if the whole society starts crashing and tumbling down, I know that Christ is going to, um, you know, he'll he'll still keep me safe and well, and I'm not worried about going hungry or being, you know, frozen and whatever. I, I know that God is going to have me. And all I have to do is ask him if something comes up, ask him and, and the blessing will be there. Um, it, it just, like I said, it just happened Monday. You know, I wasn't sure what we were going to do for Podbean because I was not a premium member and <laughs> I would love y'all to be my, my customers. I, I would just love to have fellowship with everybody in person. You know, y'all can always come to South Carolina. The state is open. Just don't bring any any of the liberals sneak your way in. Don't go yelling to everybody because we try to keep this state really, you know, calm and quiet. Um, but I, I, I enjoy it, you know, and I enjoy knowing that, you know, that day it was, it was so amazing. I cried because I had literally prayed. That, you know, because I wasn't sure what to do. And I was, I'd called my friend, uh, one of my sisters to ask her, okay, well, how can I fix this? And I deleted all of the other episodes. And thankfully, another sister was able to help me retrieve them afterwards um, to where we could get them. But I, I couldn't figure out how to operate it. And, you know, I've been a mod on Telegram for a while. I could definitely do that end. But this side of it is, is completely different. It's not the same. And so I didn't know, you know, if it, what to do. And so I went to the person that I thought would. And she's like, well, we're just going to pray. And so we prayed. And I, 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 it was literally less than an hour. I got a message that said that Father put it on them to bless me with that. So I can continue on with the show and continue to help guide others to him. Which is why I'm actually going to be moving um, the Bible study over here. Uh, and that Bible study, again, for anybody that didn't catch it earlier, tomorrow will be the first one on Podbean. And I'm not sure which book we're going to start. We have read, oh, goodness, we've read the book of John. We've read both Timothy's, Leviticus, Exodus, and Genesis. And so... Tomorrow, I'm not sure where we're going to start. I'm going to be praying to God like I have been um, since we wrapped up Leviticus on on Tuesday, yesterday. 
And so I will be doing that. That's going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays on Podbeam at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 8 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Central. I think that's right. And then I'm going to keep the knickknacks show on, you know, where we on Mondays. Usually Mondays is our health and wellness kind of day. This coming up Monday, uh, because it's Halloween and we're not celebrating Halloween because it's a pagan holiday, our sister Angie the beautiful Angie is going to be, we're going to be talking about pumpkins and pumpkin rolls and lots of things pumpkin-y. And she's got some interesting tidbits about things that you probably didn't know. Like the pie pumpkin that you buy is butternut squash. It's not pumpkin. And she'll explain why that is. I'm just going to give you a little teaser for Mondays. But so we'll go over that. On Monday, um, and then Wednesdays on here, I try to keep it more spiritual focused. If anyone ever wants to come on with me, let me know. I would love to have, a, you know, have people on. And the call-ins are always open because this is a family, and and I like keeping it that way. All of y'all have been really, really wonderful. The study um, it usually goes eleven till noon. It usually lasts an hour. Um, if I tried to do like I did with the book of John and read the whole thing during one episode, um, I think we went like two hours that day, but Podbeam won't let me do more than, um, than I think two hours anyway. So it won't be that long, but I do try to keep them around an hour in length. And those Bible studies again are Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 a.m. Eastern and the knickknack show will be on Mondays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific. Gosh, I am, I'm, I'm learning these time zones, finally. It took me forever. And so, um, you know, I, I appreciate everybody being here tonight and and listening and sharing and all the love. It's been so great to see everyone here and if y'all will bow your heads with me, we'll say a prayer. Thank our Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've allowed us to gather together to worship you, to, to be able to get a better understanding of you and to know that, that you're always here for us, that your promise is always going to be there. And that no matter what we may go through, that you're always going to be there to give us those blessings if we just ask for them. We are the remnant, God. We're the, the remnant that you left here intentionally to fight the evil. And so we're going to keep putting on our armor of God, hopefully not taking it off. Sometimes we do, but forgive us, Father, when we do. And just help us dust it back off, get it back on, and continue to fight like a warrior of Christ. Because, Father, that's what we are. All of these people, all this family that's here, um, the ones even going to listen later, you know, we are all that remnant. And I just pray that you bless each of them in their lives and the ways that they need it, that you guide and meet their needs every day, that you help them to discern and, and to walk more like Christ wanted us to walk. If it's someone that's trying to still discover their gifts, Father, I pray that you you help them understand 
their gifts and their talents and that I pray that you help them surrender their will over to you to do those gifts or to do that calling father and and to know that that's where you want them whether it be to preach or to teach or to read scripture or prophesizing or serving or being a leader father god i pray that you just come in into each person's life and that you help guide them to where you want them to be because you know where that is and only you know where it is until they discover so father help them to see what it is you want them to do father we pray for our enemy that's the hardest thing that we i think many of us are going through is trying to learn how to pray for our enemies so father i ask that you come into my life and to the lives of everyone else listening that may have a hard time with that 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 you give us that strength and that ability to be able to pray for our enemy and that they pray that they are blessed and not just, you know, not have us just save me things or, or be mean because they've made us angry. That, Father, that you help us to be better people because Christ was better. And that's the best thing that we could ever ask for is that we had a, a perfect role model like Christ that laid his life down to allow us to have that amazing saving grace by the blood of him that we could be saved if we're born and reborn again in him. It's in Jesus Christ's holy, holy name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you all for all of the the fantastic comments. I appreciate y'all being here and that y'all like it. It's not, it's not me. It's, it's all God and it's all for his glory. I'm just, I'm just the vessel right now. And, and I just pray that he continues to, to use me to be able to, to help others. You know, that's, that's kind of what I do. I like to help others. And I think he gave me a couple different gifts that I'm just trying to figure out myself. And, and this seems to be one of them that I like and and I guess that I may be good at. I, I never want to overstep because I don't want to ever take away from the word of God or make anyone think, oh, well, she's a woman. She's not supposed to be. Um preaching she's not supposed to be well i'm not preaching i'm teaching i'm teaching scripture i'm going over the word and i just like tam thank you thank you very much i do let father guide you know i i named the episode last week when you know or i say last week it feels like a week ago now i named the episode monday um the chosen or the called I was going to go with the chosen, but I named it the call because I felt like this was a calling, especially after. Yes, Jeff, there were female disciples and I, brother, I appreciate you giving me those, those verses that you did before I went ahead to ask you about that. It was, it was great because it, it kept me going where I was going to use a sermon that I had heard and and stop. So, you know, I know that this is where God's wanting me right now. I'm not able to get out and, and work a normal, regular job anymore. I used to be a nurse and I'm not, I'm not going back into that field in the same way anymore because I am not going to 
put my fate in a medical system that has poisoned me, tried to kill me, and then wants to shoot me up again? No, thank you. God says, nope, nope, sister, I got you, my child. And so I'm just letting him lead me, and I'm having that blind faith and following him. Yes, it's still in my heart, and that's what I like about the Monday shows is Mondays, we can bring a more natural, holistic way to still heal and help people, but not do it through Big Pharma, not do it for the money, not do it for accolades, not for anything, but just because we're here and we're called to help, help others. And that's what we should do. You know, we're, we're supposed to be here as the remnant. We're called to help others, to serve others, to, to be like Christ, because that's what Christ did. That's, that's who he was and that's who he wants us to be. And so that's, that's what I do. And, and I love it. I don't do it for any fame. I don't do it for any money. I just do it because that's what I feel in my heart that I should be doing. So until father calls me away from doing it, that's where I'll be. Um, I, I, I appreciate you all so very much. And I'm going to play some music. How about that? Y'all some music. I know I've, I'm hitting my time limit, so I don't know how many will get in, but I've got some uploaded. So I'm going to get those going for us. One day, don't worry, be happy again. And then we'll go from there. Oh, well, I say we were. We're going to do drunken lullabies. Because don't worry, be happy, went off. This song has cuss words, so if it does, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, yes.
All right, fellas, I'll get jealous on in just a second. Does it sound too bad for you? Is it too loud for y'all? Something adjusted. Yeah, and I know what they say Money can't buy everything 
can buy me a boat. They call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I could change all that if I had a couple million dollars. I keep hearing that money is the root of all evil, and you can't fit a camel through the eye of a needle. I'm sure that's probably true, but it still sounds pretty cool.
plays upon her head. 
faces, you're addicted to love. Go home, but 
Some of